We have no. Uh, welcome to Dog Central on Wednesday night. I'm Graham Coffee. That is John Tweetsports. That is Josh Hancher at Dog underscore Stats, and that is Mr. Craig Lawson. You can follow him on Twitter at Craig underscore Lawson. Please and multiple burners already. Yes, and multiple burners. Um, guys, we are coming off Mississippi State win. Uh, getting ready for Kentucky. Got new college football playoff rankings to argue about that Josh is really angry over on Twitter. And, uh, you know, lots of other fun stuff happening. How are we doing? <laughs> Currently not angry. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> well, you need a foil, I'm... Graham. You need a foil. So many – you have four, 14,000 acolytes, and I just want to just be the one that just, just – just be the little the little blackbird on your shoulder, just kind of like pushing back just a slight, just a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. All right. For, so before we get into CFP rings and all that stuff, any first impressions from Mississippi State win, or I guess second impressions because today's Wednesday. Yeah, it was an ugly, big time win. It was a choppy. Just a lot of stuff wasn't working, but it just didn't seem to matter. Turnovers, giving up special team touchdowns, and it didn't matter. I, mean, I feel like that's overall a good thing, but, you know, there's you always worry. Yeah. Well, those are the – so you get into November – and you've got an SEC game on the road and kickoff it's, you know, 40 degrees and falling or whatever it was. And um, and to score to score 45 points in a game like that where <laughs> where you turn the ball over multiple times, it should have turned it over more. Um, it's a real testament, I think, to the not only the type of team that Kirby Smart has built, but the, you know, Todd Munkin, like Graham had a really great write-up in his 12 takeaways this week about just, you know, Todd Munkin and just the way that Georgia <clears throat> found a way to win, the, not only win this game, but score a lot of points. Um, and the defensive game plan was real simple. I mean, Georgia was trying to get pressure with four and play man. And, and a few times they had two deep safeties and that was it. Like there wasn't, there was a few plays where they ran some um, exotic, you know, blitzes or, or pressures. But other than that, it was real simple. It was lining it up. We're going to get pressure with four. We're going to let you do your air raid and try to get your, you know, four to five yards at a time. And that's going to be it. And to be able to, win a game like that on the road by 26 points um, when you're, when you're doing that is uh, it's where you want to be in November, especially where you want to be as the number one team in the college football playoff rankings, um, trying to get healthy, stay healthy and finish out this. Uh, hey, you know what? Getting all the calls from the referees apparently doesn't suck. I, I... <laughs> Yeah, having Mike Leach having Mike Leach pissed over referees at halftime was a highlight of the of of the week for me. <laughs> what about what about the the roughing the punter call though? Shouldn't that have been running saying, in, that was... running into the kicker and five yards and repunt because it was like fourth and fifteen or something like that. Yeah, I mean it seemed like a little make up call, but I think by the letter of it, it's like he he you got to give him your you know planting whatever the landing foot or whatever you can't you can't even touch that leg or something so uh, i think okay. by the way he didn't touch that leg if uh, i touched well, all the replay leg. correctly yeah but yeah. as soon it's who what who was it i can't remember it was it was, it was jackson Neeks. Meeks, yeah. right and it, i mean as soon as he ran through there he put his hands on his helmet which was like come on dude don't do that, that sold it yeah. yeah no i i i took i thought he did that because he was close to blocking the punt like, oh, okay. You watch uh, a lot. Of, see, you see that a lot where a guy like almost see, blocks a kick, and they're like, ah, yeah. It, so. it, that's your thirteenth takeaway. So if you're watching, you got the thirteenth <laughs> takeaway. The bonus, or was that in the twelve takeaways? I don't think the. I don't think the, don't think think the, the analysis of Jackson putting his hands on the helmet was in the was in the twelve takeaways. That's, but that's called a surrender cobra, guys, for the lexicon. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Cool. Uh, no, I mean, like Graham talked about it a bunch. The offensive line, 
you know, was it still feels like they're tinkering with it. If I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm understanding your analysis, right, Graham, yeah. uh, the, you know, you, you talked about it. I talked about it in the blog. It's like, you know, take away the, the wide receiver run end around run or whatever that, whatever that jet sweep yeah. thing is and take away the late garbage time Milton touchdown. They were really, really bad running the ball. Uh, but that said, like like John said, we scored forty plus points. We you know we passed the ball to a bunch of wide receivers and tight ends. We were able to move the ball and score a bunch of points. And it's like, and you know what Craig says, like we didn't look great, but we destroyed. And I mean that's that's where Georgia is right now. It's like we can play a crummy game on the road and come away covering, winning, and never really in doubt. Um, and that's not a bad team either. No. Yeah, no, it's no, it's, it's uh, offensively it's not great right now, but defensively they've been solid all year. And like you know, they, they didn't have answers for whatever Monken needed to to do. He called plays and got it done. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, I think the offensive line, like, I think it's a concern, mm -hmm. but I honestly think like there's a pretty you know consistent pattern now, ten games into the season, where if it's a big game they play really well and if it's like a not big game they they look kind of disinterested and they don't play that well um yeah it's been really clear to me going back to missouri that that they're much better running gap scheme uh in the run game than zone scheme and going back to 2020 and mockin's first year like georgia's been 50 50 zone scheme to, to gap scheme pretty yep. much you know all the time on Saturday night, they were like four to one zone to gap. So that was a big break of pattern. And I don't know if that was based on the three, three, five that Mississippi state plays and something they saw pregame there. Cause that is a little mm -hmm. bit of an unorthodox defense. Uh, but I mean, Mississippi state's defensive line was really determined to shoot gaps all game and they did a good job of it. And they, and that's, started early and often and i think like if there was one critique in the game plan or you know in, in the adjustments for me it was that they didn't take advantage of that by running more gap scheme as that game wore on because i think if they had uh similar to what you saw against missouri in the second half they, they may have opened up some bigger runs more quickly i also thought that I, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, there was almost like a stubbornness to it to me that was mm -hmm. a little bit frustrating or bothersome because like every other thing that you, you know, normally would pull out of the playbook if a team is shooting gaps on you, like tunnel screens and, and you know, yep. the end around play to Makaki and the quarterback draw from Stetson, like all that made sense. They just never, ever really changed what they were doing in the run game. Right. Can I jump in real quick on zone scheme versus jet, uh, gap scheme for the for the police here like myself? So I read your write-ups, mm -hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong about this. I'm just going to go um, full-breasted here. If we're looking at zone scheme as, my, as I understand it, and feel free to dunk on me if I'm wrong, is you're basically zone blocking kind of the man in front of you, and gap scheme is more pulling pulling guards, pulling correct. tackles. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So even mm -hmm. idiots like if you're an idiot like me, it's pretty easy to see on film. If you're blocking the if you're an idiot like me, it's pretty easy to see on film. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. fair. Yeah. No, I mean like I uh you know, we, we had George Foster on after the Missouri game and, and had like a, a good conversation with him about it. Like I mean, sometimes you have like the stretch zone plays, which Missouri did to Georgia a lot, where all of the offensive line is moving in one direction. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, for Georgia, it does – like, it, logically speaking, they should be a good zone scheme team because, like, they got a bunch of former five stars on the offensive line and against a team like Mississippi State or pretty much anyone else they play. Like, they should be able to go, like, man up mm -hmm. basically and just block the space in front of them. But I, I don't know, going back to last year even – like with Erickson and and Justin Schaefer, the the guard position on Georgia's offensive line when they run zone scheme stuff tends to screw alignment with a little bit of an appalling regularity. So I don't know. Josh just alerted me that we have some 
game tape to roll. So, um, yeah. All right. Go ahead. What up, Josh? Oh, don't make me the big guy. There you go. There we go. No one wants to look at yeah, that. This- yeah, it was interesting that uh, he took the kick, right? He won the toss mm-hmm. and decided to yeah. uh, to uh, def- to take the kick and uh, went three and out or or maybe four and out or whatever. Yeah, and this is probably out of order because Eclipse numbers are scrambled. But hang on, stay with me. Yeah, um, yeah. The first the first drive for Mississippi State was definitely. Um, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like Georgia just lined up. They had, you know, four, four guys. Uh, they, they ran that mint front, you know, basically with, with four down and that four, four, two, uh, five, and just try to keep everything out, everything in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Three and out here. And I mean, just like Georgia's defense played really well. I don't think we can, you know, everyone's talking a little bit about the offense and stuff, but we, we, they, they played really great. I mean, there was definitely some, some penalties and some things that didn't go their way, but it was pretty awesome to see those guys play um, Mm -hmm. tough on the road. They had a false start from the first. uh, Here's that play before here. And this is where Carter's spying, right? Yep. It's a delayed blitz, so he's so he's gonna, you know, essentially he simulates the spy, and then. Well, so he is a spy, but in Georgia's scheme, if he sees a spot where he thinks he can get to the quarterback, he basically has like free reign to take off. Correct. As soon as as soon as Rogers moves off of that spot, he's coming. All right. Yeah. Here's our here's our first and fifteen after the fault start on that on that drive. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how Stetson kind of like I don't I don't know uh, started off with a lot of throws to uh, Roseby early in yeah. this game, which which worked well. But then we didn't see him again really after the first drive. Yeah, he had three catches on four targets like early in the game, and then just kind of disappeared. Um, some of these run plays too, Josh. Like, it was interesting seeing. Oh, that's Bowers. It was interesting seeing Devin Willock in there. Um, he didn't play that many snaps, but I think he played you know ten snaps, but and and didn't play very well. But that's what we were talking about earlier, where it it definitely feels like Georgia's still tinkering with that offensive line, rotating guys in and. Parker Parker stats of war, the TCU guy who maybe if, if things go to plan, maybe we can get him to join us because he does some good work and lots of stats and yeah. stuff. But he just had this great tweet a couple of weeks ago that just said it's just unfair to have, you know, whenever you want seven yards out of Brock Bowers. But here he's lined up second and seven after a kind of a clunky run and just like you can't he's indefensible when when they when they find him and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just like he was there. I mean he didn't have an a, a I mean he was just always there for us i mean how do you yeah, it seems like they've used him a lot lately like to kind of like set up the the game script or like you know i mean like mocking you know i mean like normally the first 15 plays in a game are going to be scripted before the game and like those script heavy plays all seem to have a lot of bowers the last few weeks and then he kind of disappears. I don't know if that's defense adjusting or mm-hmm. changing game plan or what, but it like, I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion, like, especially if you're a team like Georgia that has a defense like they do, that first quarter is kind of the most important thing if, if it goes well, because like if you get up, it just throws off everything that the opponent wants to do. And they've done a good job of using Bowers and Washington for that matter to like get leads in games. Yeah, speaking of Bowers and Washington, here he is, you know, uh, Bowers is, I mean, Washington just looks like he's an H back there, Graham, and then, you know, so they're, they're king on him, and look, there goes, there goes Washington. Right down the seam. Yeah, this is Mississippi State playing that, that trying that 3-3-5, and they play zone on that back end, and those kind of throws were open a lot. Because of yeah, that. so, like, this is a pretty good job on run blocking on yeah. this play. Like this yeah. was, I think, 
one of their best runs of the yeah. night. It only had it was handful. it was off tempo too, which was kind of like Georgia's done a lot of tempo early drives since the Florida game, and I I think that does help the offensive line quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was their yeah, and then they fumbled a snap. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's to go with the two interceptions. Not only did they fumble, they fumbled the snap. How many of those interceptions are we putting on Stetson now? He got as many as he should. One, right? One. I I would, yeah, I I don't think it really goes on him. No, he got it. I'm not putting it on him. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I'm I'm talking about the sloppiness of the game. Like I'm creating conversation. All right. (laughs) So here, let me start. I thought I was getting accused. Felt attacked. No, no, I'm just asking. Here's Carter. I hate this this play right here. Yeah. Okay. So here's Carter. Like, tell me, tell me the breakdown here. So um, Xavier Trust, 73 is supposed to kick that guy out, and he ends up on his knees. And so Jalen doesn't have. All right. Let me pull up 15. In fairness, there have been times in his career that Jalen has blown up all three of those guys. Right. But watch Uh, Xavier Trust. 73 right here is supposed to kick out this guy on the end. He gets stonewalled, ends up on his knees, and Jalen has the cut inside. He tripped. Oh, he kind of tripped. Yeah. He kind of trips. Yeah. So that's what blew it up. Is, is, can he normally Carter's right and then squeeze in there? No. I mean, right. I mean, that's not how the play like should go. Yeah, it's supposed to be I mean, wider. Like, so if if Trust gets this guy kicked out, then Jalen's lane is like a little bit wider right there, and so it just got all squeezed in. Fizz me out of cut outside and scored, but <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I really thought the 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 goal line play calling in this game was really frustrating. I thought yeah. it didn't end up costing them. Because they had the the roughing the kicker penalty, and then you know that play action call is fine, but like everyone knows what you're doing when you bring Jalen Carter in, you know, mm-hmm. and we have not seen any like variation on that since 2020 yeah. when we th- we saw the touchdown pass to him against Tennessee. So if your offensive line like couldn't block, really, you know, they couldn't get push off the line of scrimmage in any other situation in the game, why, you know, why do we think on the goal line when everyone knows what's coming that they're suddenly going to? Is this on Bill? Is this play on Bill here? Not keeping contained? Uh, I didn't see it. Oh, we're going to see it right here. Like he dropped, he looks like he's about to drop back and pass coverage and then he engages the tackle. Yeah, that was interesting. All right, well, you know that, if I can jump in because I, I, I was. I don't think I actually put this out on Twitter or anywhere, but like between the twenties, they're an eighty percent throwing ball, uh, throwing the ball team, and so that first drop, you know, first and ten or whatever, they definitely, he's definitely thinking pass as you would four out of five times, and you know, I think that's a play that if they're going to run it and they're going to do it, uh, that's fine. You know, you honestly just take it because you've got to defend the other stuff too. So I just feel like. Yeah, they're going to run it first, and, and they get a, a play that's great. You, you know, they got a first down, no big deal. You you live to fight another day because that is against type or whatever. But they they did not do that enough on us, and they they know they couldn't commit to it. So if it, so, it didn't bother me that you know that Beal dropped back there and and didn't make the play because they're not going to do that to you all night. Whereas if he bites on the run, that you know maybe that opens up some things on their offense that would be worse for uh, Georgia. So. I definitely the, the the Georgia defense dictated what you know or controlled or at least I feel like they dictated what they were going to do on uh, offensively. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're seeing over the last like especially now with this current defense, you see guys like Smile Mondin and Malachi Starks. And my question for the first few years of Kirby's tenure is like, when are these five stars going to come in and get mm-hmm. churned out, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and become those first round draft picks? And I think we obviously saw it with this past draft. And it's mm-hmm. nice to just see a guy like Smile Mondin. I mean, you know, he's a yeah. second-year guy. He didn't play a lot last year, obviously, because we had so many, so much depth at inside linebacker. But, like, that guy is a dude. And Malachi yeah. Starks, I mean, I think they probably – I mean, I, I know the uh, Illinois got the, the, the safety, but, like, 
Malachi Starks is one of the best safeties in the country as a true freshman. This kid was in high school last year. And then obviously yep. you have Jalen Carter. Who's, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he was the number one pick, but it will definitely be yeah. a top five guy. Yeah. They, this well, player right here from him is crazy too, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got a guy that was saying like, oh, he's he's going to sit out the rest of the year, and now he's he's playing on the road in Mississippi That's State <laughs> making tackles like that. Yeah, yeah. that guy I mean, Drew Rosenhaus didn't yeah. get his way on that one. <laughs> to to your point, agent? though, yeah, yeah. To, to your point, though, to your point, though, Craig. I mean, I think Georgia has a, a lot of folks on this roster. Like Dalen Everett is a guy like that for me that is going to be. I think yeah. next year, Walker Dalen Everett right is there, number feel, eleven. Jalon Walker. Yeah, Jalon Walker, Dalen Everett, Jalon Walker. They're they're going to feel what what you're feeling with Smile Munden this year, you're going to feel that with those guys next year. I think uh, on, Georgia's evaluations we, have been really good on these guys. Can we talk about how sweet this formation is? You got Bowers and Washington in a stack to the top of the field. Like <laughs> they, they don't do like anything Tennessee with a little it. bit. A little bit. Yeah. I wonder if they like ran it in practice and they were like, Hey, we're pretty good at this too. <laughs> um, some hypo stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a run play. Yeah. Just, and, <laughs> Unfortunately, I think uh, Xavier Trust just – I don't know if that's Trust or Willick just whiffs, but – It's probably Trust on a run play. Yeah. For being honest. Yeah, Trust has been – just guessing. Yeah, that's the problem with Trust is like he's so good pass blocking lately that – Hear me out, guys. I take him out. On run plays, mm-hmm. play Willick. On the pass plays, I think just so. bring Trust in. I'll tell you, I think they may have tried that some this game because Willick played ten snaps, and I think the majority of those were run snaps, and only two of them were pass. It, yeah, yeah, it didn't it's like, go. Can it, you stop it? Yeah, it actually, it actually didn't go as well as we had hoped it would. No, unfortunately, <laughs> I Devin, yeah, I think Devin Devin didn't play his best game this week. So I was kidding. Whoever's watching this, I, <laughs> I already said I was an oh. idiot earlier. I don't want to confirm it too much. <laughs> So, you know, I think one thing that's interesting with this defense, like they gave up the one big play before half, but, um, you know, I'm ready to say at this point that this secondary is better than last year's secondary. I agree with that. I think they guard better, like one through five in the secondary. Um, Mm -hmm. Is Malachi better in coverage year one than Scene was in year three? Yes. Yes. And that's wild because that's a first round draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, Ma- totally. He's and not Malachi, seen in run defense. No, no, no. no. He's but not, he ain't he, bad. No, he's he's no, not he's bad. Not. He's he, he's definitely a sure tackler, but there but he but he can get um he can have that safety, you know, kind of missed tackle mm-hmm. flu sometimes. Um he doesn't crush bones quite like Lewis did at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, he's got two more play. two more years in uh, the school of Scott Fountain strength and conditioning. So, bone crushing academy. Dude. Excuse <laughs> my language, but there's Willick right there on a run play. Like, yeah, that was the whiff. Whiff that left guard. Didn't two guys just? I think Bowers could have picked him. Right, right guard. Both just like, yeah, he's gonna pull across. So this is yeah, this is gap. Bowers right is supposed here. to pick up the outside guy. <laughs> Yeah, but they both both with and Will is supposed to turn up field and hit the guy. That you could see him kind of put his arm out like. Oh. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> yeah, like Bowers honestly has struggled a little bit with some of his run run blocking. Yeah, over the last Agree. month or so two. Here's 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 the first pick. Definitely not and on again, Stetson. No. no, this is this is. Yeah. McClendon and Willick on that right side again, and I mean, look, all right. So here's yeah, what I saw: yeah. like on this play, does he? Where's this? I guess they're breaking on it, but it felt like it felt like it was open too, right? Uh, well, yeah, it looks like it. If he's well, if he doesn't get hit, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. he gets hit, and it just becomes a. No, that's what I'm saying. It was it was yeah. just that was a play that you love to see as Mississippi State. You yeah, know, but the, they still didn't do enough with it. McConkey could have had even more yards. Yeah, <laughs> <It looks> like... <laughs> and Christopher missed, missed a pick there. Here's another. Yeah, and then I think game. Dumas Johnson drops one on the very yeah, next like play. right here. Threw it right to him. Pick. Were you all surprised to see 
uh, Chris Smith on the Nagurski finalist list at all? What's the Nagurski like, for? <laughs> no, the, the, the Sorry, I, don't, I honestly don't know. No, yeah, it's, it's the best, second it's like the best, best. No, it's like best defensive player, right? Defensive player, period. Yeah. No, I, I think yeah. he's played. I think he's having yeah. like an all-American season. Um, yeah, Will Anderson is on that list. Um, I know. I know that um, he hasn't played. He's missed a, a lot of games. But I guess my my first thought would have been if we're going to have somebody. You know, probably Jalen Carter, but maybe he hasn't met the quota. But I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but I was just like, I didn't realize he was yeah. having that kind of year. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's I mean, it's what's there's the, four finalists. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of the old adage about like a secondary player, specifically corners, is like, you know, if they're doing their job, then you don't hear you don't their hear name called them. during the game. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I do think, you know, I mean, going back, like, like that's why I mean that's kind of why I have the opinion on the the secondary versus last year. Like he's really 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 good in man coverage, and now you have Starks, who's I think almost mm-hmm. as good as he is, and then like mm-hmm. Bullard is a many levels step up from what Bernie was last year. But yeah, man, I mean, like I think with Smith, you know, tends to feel like if anyone on the team gets an interception, it's him. More often mm-hmm. than not, and then, I want to clarify real quick. You said that Bullard was a mini level step up from Brinny. Are you you're saying mini M A N Y as opposed yeah. to M I N I? Yes, like yes, several levels. Okay, several levels. I just want to be clear. Yeah, no, you're good. I've got COVID brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean, like, I just think he's a much better player, and yeah, I mean, Bernie, oh, I agree. Brinny was fine for Georgia until you played like tennis. See last year until he matched up with Phyllis Jones in the slot. Uh, Right, two two drives into the game, it's like, oh, we got to fix that matchup. All right, I I don't think as a Georgia fan in short yard situations, you can not appreciate a properly executed quarterback sneak. This is so Georgia's done this a couple. Yeah, Georgia's done this a couple of times this year where they fake. So this is what every team does when they're when they're going to do the hard count, right? You send the guy in motion, you do the leg kick, you send the other guy in motion, and then you do your hard count. Georgia's done that twice this year where they actually then ended up running the sneak. So that like they need to like do the opposite yeah. of it now before. Yeah, exactly. Agree. They, they need, need to, to like break the tendency. Yeah. Cause I think they're going to pick up on it. Yeah. They need to actually do the hard count. So, that was a near yeah. fumble right there. We got lucky that, you, that they blew that one dead and I'm sure all the, um, Mississippi State fans were pissed off yeah. about that. Mississippi State got lucky this, right there. Oh God, that play That's was true. really frustrating. The missed yeah. throw to Darnell. Because, yeah. I mean, I know Stetson's trying to throw the ball to a place where, like, he's not right. going to have contact. But he's, he's, six, but he's seven six, seven and a half, seven. 280 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't and, like, Darnell, like, like all, of, all of Georgia's wide receivers except for Darnell, like, subscribe to, like, option route football but darnell's like like he's just gonna run with call is and you just gotta throw it to that spot like, yeah. big boy's not he sitting down he ain't changing direction quickly in midair so th- no. this play this play is on christopher's uh highlight reel if if he's up for this award because yep yeah yeah phenomenal I mean, boy yeah it's so good he's 12 yards deep at the snap mm-hmm. Guys, that's terrifying. Can I can I just a quick anecdote? I remember um, I was playing linebacker in the ninth grade, and I was too small, so I begged him to move me to safety. And running from twenty, you know, well not twenty, mm-hmm. but like 10, 12 yards out, mm-hmm. full speed at a running back like that, you got to be a little bit crazy, <laughs> or maybe a lot of bit crazy. Because I feel like I'm a, I can be crazy, but I was like I don't I do not. I was making business decisions, man. I'm diving at knees and ankles, yep. and that's a SEC. And Chris Smith's probably smaller than me right now. I mean, I'm more fat, but I mean, that's that takes a lot of guts to go in there and to get up. Yeah. I mean, you saw what happened to Javon Bullard. I mean, he took a big shot um, and had to yeah. go out of the game. That's that is impressive to me. I know that like all college safeties have that ability, but some a lot of guys turn it down as a. Yeah. This this drive was this drive kind of sucked for a guy that was uh, had predicted a shutout. (laughs) Well, I hated this one because Jalen Carter. I mean, half a second he was there, 
it's just a good play by Rodgers. But yeah, these these drives right here are peak uh, Mississippi State. You know, just tempo, mm-hmm. getting guys open. They were they were dictating for a, you know what they wanted to do on offense, and they just getting the ball out quickly, getting it to those guys. These are you know those are passing plays, but they're all you know they it, you know four and a half yards a clip. Yeah, exactly. We see that a lot. Some of this in Georgia's offense, we see it all over college football. You know these short passing plays that almost are like runs. Yeah, and we kept still... we, we. I'm sorry, good. No, I, I was, we kept making plays, but you know it just never. They it just three and four or five yards. It just you know they get down there and then they. Uh, why is that? <laughs> Wait, sorry. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought like I don't know. I I mean my my thought on this Georgia defense, especially after the last two weeks, is just like. If you're not basically perfect on every down, you're, you know, you're in trouble. Cause like once yeah. they get you behind the sticks and Jalen Carter, like I don't think a lot of people realize, like probably 85% of the time, maybe 80, he's, he's playing like two gap where he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's right there in the middle and he's responsible for, you know, the A gap and the B gap. But like, on these third and long plays or these obvious passing plays, like he gets to just pin his ears back and go upfield. And when that happens, he gets upfield very quickly. Um, so like, I, I just, I feel like with him back in the lineup now, like, and as well as the secondary is tackling and the linebackers are tackling, like if you have an incomplete pass or you have a run play that gets stuck for, you know, a yard or two yards, like all of a sudden, you know, you're in a spot where it's going to be really hard to stay on the field. And if you have to yeah. pull that off more than once a drive, chances are you're not, you're not scoring or you're not scoring a touchdown at least. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Mississippi state, you know, so you take away that That's special teams. Call, by the way. Yeah. This yeah. Was, that I was, was going to ask. Was... Cause it, I mean, did he turn him though? I mean, I, mean, I he, thought that was just like a normal football play. Yeah, this is not. Like, I think I mean, you could call PI like on every, nearly yeah. every play if if you know if you wanted to. But I mean, the only thing is, he takes his. He doesn't even look at the pocket. He's just going right at him. I mean, yeah. throws his hands all over. Well, him. If he it, the 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 biggest problem is he had that his left hand on the front side of his shoulder pads. It's like he, whether he yeah. turned him or not. I guess it looked like he did. The right. t- the receiver might have naturally been turning, but yeah. Um, I try to be as I complain about officiating a lot, so <laughs> well, I try to I try to be as objective as I can. Yeah, but I mean, no, I mean know, it's it, fair. But to your point, just, Graham, like if you're not perfect, you got to depend on those types of situations. Even with those types of calls, Mississippi State scored two field goals and a late touchdown outside of that special teams punt return. Right. And so, I mean, it's good. It's hard to score on this team. Yeah, and even I mean, Leach like recognized it because he's yeah. the king of going for fourth down. Yeah, and like in this game, he kicked two field goals. Yeah, you know, like begrudgingly, but yeah, he did it. This was a good run from Kenny. Um, the you know, I kind of highlighted a little bit of like those two red zone offenses mm-hmm. versus the red zone defense for Georgia where it's some of the best in the country at both. And Georgia won that battle. You know what I mean? All night long. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. they, 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 it was not even close to anything like a bend don't break, but yeah. they, they manned up and had penalties in there and they still didn't let them score. And, and yeah. to your point, Graham, it's like, yeah, he kicked field goals there. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's probably as, as, much of a, a compliment to Georgia is what they can do to you down there is anything. Yeah. I was excited to see Stetson. He did it a couple times. He does it on the, the, that touchdown run where he shakes the guy out of his shoes, but a couple times he actually kept the ball <laughs> on, on some of his, uh, some of his RPOs, which I've been waiting on for a few weeks now. It's felt like that's been open for a lot and curious. Yeah. What a catch, man. All right, I got a fun trivia fact for you guys. Right. You guys might already know this, but how many how many snaps did Kyrus Jackson play on Saturday night? Mm. Uh, John, you're the snaps guy. I'll get you for yeah. all my snaps and fill on dog sense. Yeah, I already know the answer. Do y'all want to guess? Uh, or no, uh, I mean, guess, I really have no idea. Know. I'm uh, guessing I'm gonna say, that's I'm not. Gonna say, I'm going to say 13. Okay. 
I was going to save and I was going to just say six. I'm just going to go really low and ruin it. All right. Well, no. I hate you. But it was seven. <laughs> the answer is seven. Seven. Oh, seven, seven right snaps. Rule. So seven snaps, five targets, four catches. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just think, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious, like, is Georgia's best lineup, you know, just let Lad play Z, which he's been mm-hmm. doing about 70% of the time this year, and be an outside receiver and then play Kyrus in the slot. And yeah. Kyrus gets throw. forgotten a lot and he hasn't yeah. he doesn't get you a lot of usage, but he's been well, he's led the team in in receiving. And I was kind of surprised with A. D. Mitchell going out that, that he hasn't he's been used, used more. Yeah, it's not I'll a criticism because you. you know, go ahead. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, it's it's Marcus Rosemi Jack Saints uh blocking. Like he yeah, is a right. He's a really, really good physical blocker, and so he gets those reps over Kyrus. Um, but I still think, I still think Kyr- I would love to see Kyrus use more, not just because yeah. he's, not just because he's productive, but he he can do things like make that catch that we saw. I mean, he he ran. He's dynamic. The route, yeah. yeah, the and the routes he was running this game were, I mean, some of the best routes Georgia's wide receivers have run all year. Like he was. He's really doing a nice job. Do do we want to take a second and talk about this end of the half here? Um, drive. Oh, please. Rest rest in peace to Kirby ever trying to score before halftime ever again. I hope I'm wrong about <laughs> no, that. No, that's that's not see, that's that's what frustrates me because yeah. my theory on this off. It's because they weren't trying to score yeah. before halftime. Right. This is what happens when you try to look aggressive. Like they like they were like this is like trying to look aggressive enough, but some asshole like me on Twitter doesn't say that you weren't, but not, not actually being aggressive enough to throw a ball, you know, past the sticks. I mean, I, like this is some weird deal with with Kenny, but like I don't know that whole play was was busted. But like either run the clock out or don't. But like you are Todd Monken, you have a lot of tricks up your sleeve. If you want to go run a one-minute drill, I've seen you do it, and you know how to do it. And this was not that. This is like a bunch of dump off. Well, you know, just kind of crap. And and in the post, I think it was a post game that Kirby talked about that third down play, where that's actually a called quarterback draw with an option uh, at the line for him to call a pass play, which he did. So um, you know, and yeah. Kirby talked about it. It failed, and they had to punt and. And then when Ringo misses that tackle, it's uh, that's yeah, perfect storm of uh, Look, well, he oh well. explained he explained it that they that you know the way that they were in protect they ended up in a in a situation where they only had one gunner, and so once that guy got to the edge, they didn't have they didn't have speed on the field because they were protecting the yeah they were protecting they were protecting against the the punt block and so they didn't have out of bounds yeah yeah i mean there, there's the other side of that too is like your punter you know i think mm-hmm. he punted twice already in the first half and it did not look like it was his night he was not hitting 75 yarders to the corner like he had been he's probably not used to He's probably not cold used weather. to being cold. He's from Australia. I thought the same and thing. I wonder yeah. if it was yeah. like kicking a cinder it was block. For it him. was really cold. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I like I thought all SEC games on Saturday, like you could notice punting was considerably worse. All right. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put the second half back up here because I think this is a team that I have not seen in my in my years as a fan. Um that extrapolate that uh like you give up you you screw up the end of the first half you you're on the road things are loud it's it's a one score game and this play happens i mean you're totally underplaying and yeah exactly and this this just like we've never had this element and or you know it's it's just a simple play it's nothing now man and yeah and you've got the you've got the guys that can make it happen and you know and what up you dude what a boss, yeah. Darno. Well, lad. So lad hit hit twenty one point four on the GPS. Uh, I saw yeah. uh, on this play, which was the twenty one twenty one point four, which was the Bro, second he's a fast. Fastest, white boy. It was the second fastest uh, run play from scrimmage per 
Um, I'll have to find the. I'm, I wish I apologize to the folks. Since I know a, you're talking about. Yeah. Since a point guard at Duke. Sorry. <laughs> Is that a Greg Paul reference? <laughs> yeah, it's a big Trajan Langdon vibes right there from Lab. I mean, I don't say uh, the game was over at that point, but that that's it was that's over. How, yeah, that's. I mean, that's just that. Not for I, me, baby. I had them at 16 and a half, and we were at 12. I did, too. I had, a, I, too. I had a Hail Mary parlay going, and the dogs were the last part of the third leg. So, I was, I was not calm. Uh, how, well, <laughs> I yeah, I loved how aggressive the secondary was being in this first drive of the second half for Mississippi State, too. Yeah, and, and I mean, one other thing that I'll give credit to – mocking for is like two years ago in this game georgia couldn't run the ball you know they had eight rushing yards in that game in 2020 and and georgia continued to run the ball on first and second down all night and jt daniels was having to to make hero throws on third and 12 and i thought mocking did do a pretty good job especially in this third quarter just being like yeah we're just we're gonna throw like we're gonna we're gonna throw on second down we're going to throw on mm-hmm. first down and, you know, we're going to like, I mean, I, I know that there's controversy and, you know, lots of different feeling like that's a Here sick is. throw from Stetson, dude. That's like, a great that throw. Is, and yeah, route, great throw. The route was fantastic too. I mean, he just cut it right up the seam. I mean, and the pass protection is really not great at all. No, no. He's got somebody in his face. Yeah. When they're only rushing four, which is yeah, and Pran misses here. Yeah, but I mean, I I think it's wild to see what Todd Mockin has done with Stetson. Mm -hmm. Like, if we're being real here, I mean to to run like this offense with a guy that you know a lot of people last year kind of felt like, and right, I mean, like there were times last year where we talked about it on the show, right? Like, get George into third and long, and you're in trouble because Stetson's not good in third and long. And now like, I mean, I, I'm not sure what the updated numbers are after last week, but like going into the Tennessee game, Georgia was first in the country on passing down success rate, which is basically like second and third and long. Like they, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's interesting to see like how he's been able yeah, to no, build an offense the, the, around this. It's it's crazy, and you know, if I had been had the privilege of sitting at a presser preseason, I would have actually brought up that is is there. I would have asked him what area on the offense would you wanted to improve on. I'm sure the answer was, would have been third down because it was mm-hmm. it was not great at all, and they're just yeah. I mean, it's just you know, obviously you got a quarterback that's been there ten years. You know, he should be getting pretty good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> should be improving. Uh, no, but it's it really. I kid, kidding aside. So like, how does it, it? You have to feel. I mean, this is the offense. We talked about it. You know, you know, off off air. We were talking about this sort of the first time we did this kind of show, and we Monken was his first year OC, and we just talked about what we expected to see, and it did take a couple of years. But this is exactly what the offense you and me and Nathan dreamed up. I think, or you and Nathan dreamed up, not me. I'm just well, a schmuck with an Excel spreadsheet. Well, yeah, and, and we video. don't even have, have video. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Georgia, and Georgia has thanks, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> a big Google Drive. No, <laughs> but Georgia doesn't well, even have. You know, you're you're still trying to get AD Mitchell back healthy, right? I mean, you're doing right. this with you're doing um, this with personnel. That, yeah, with personnel that you didn't. You knew you no knew that these. No disrespect. No, you knew these guys were good, but. Um, but you, but you're not doing this with you know your premier receivers out there making these plays. It's Georgia hasn't had a number one receiver for the majority of the last two seasons. I mean, really. Right. I mean, I, you know, Ad Mitchell as a freshman kind of became that for us last year, but we were missing George Pickens the entire year. He played a little at the end, you know, yeah. kind of coming back off at ACL, and then this year we had Ad for the first game and that's basically it. He went out the first drive of Sanford. So it it really is nuts that we're doing this with Stetson Bennett. This is not the most talented batch of running backs that we've ever had at Georgia. Good. I mean, they're solid, solid players, but there's no Todd Gurley's or Nick Chubbs in this group. And they are just consistently 
getting yeah. it done. Although that was that to me was <laughs> somebody. Somebody I was talking about consistently getting it done as the defensive. That line. was bad. That was Just, bad. That was uh, one of those heads. To me, that's a head scratcher. Somebody tried to blame that on the offensive lineman for not getting the guy's hands down. What? What? <laughs> No. I thought well, it was a weird we, we had just an update. We had Graham on a snap count and uh we reached it. So we we're gonna put him uh he's on the yeah, Graham, Graham, Graham has, has been under the weather for a little while now. So uh, get well, Graham. Get well, bud. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, that, that he he got the cover and he's out. <laughs> uh yeah, oh, that, that that defensive line play, it reminded me of that uh not the same, obviously, but similar to that David Pollock South Carolina interception. It's like it, the guy just <laughs> he oh, got yeah. his hand up and just made like a crazy play that you probably wouldn't make. You know, you'd make that one out of it's one of those deals. And, and Stetson yeah. felt you could tell he just felt like an idiot because, and yeah. I, I'm not calling him an idiot, but I'm it's just one of those things yeah. where you're just like, I can't believe I just threw it exactly. And it was a little lucky nine times out of ten, probably 99 times out of 100, that's yeah. going to hit the ground, correct? But it kind of Sandwich between him and I think it was Van Pran Granger. Yep, just right in his. Is it arm. Van Pran or Van Pran? I feel like I always say that wrong. Do we know? <laughs> it's Van Pran. You got. Van Pran Granger. Okay. SVP. SVP yeah. is yeah. That's, that. be that's what I call him on Twitter. Yeah, I th- I did think Stetson uh, got a little little gunslinger ish. Um, yeah, you got Darnell this, right there, and you're yeah, trying to fit it into a window where you got three guys. I mean, he did that a couple times in the second half once Georgia got a big lead. Um, but right here, it's like you, you know, throw the ball to Darnell. Yeah, you get a first yeah. down. I know I, this is this yeah. tweet got a lot of action. I was just like, take what they give you, dude. And yeah, he's like, what? Yeah. Where's this? There's three jerseys, three yeah. maroon jer- jerseys that can yeah. make that play. And it's not, you know, at the end of the day, if you're gonna throw it, you got to throw it further out to the sideline. It's you know, it's just just forcing it. And you kind of take that run. huge run uh, right there. Huge, it's still, I mean, it's still a twelve point game. It was a huge yeah. run there. Uh, sorry, and then yeah, what were you going to say? Like, Did we fumble the snap again? Well, you, <laughs> I was going to say you kind of have to take that sometimes with Stetson because it, we, mm-hmm. we saw the throw to Kyrus Jackson on the last drive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the last drive, but it's like that's the it's a similar kind of window that he's throwing yeah. it in. Yeah. And so you kind of and and I do feel like, and I want to give him credit because I have all been critical of him at times mm-hmm. um like he does that a lot less and that yeah. one wasn't as detrimental and obviously the interception that he threw to the lineman was bad but then we see him coming back right here and he hits the underneath yeah. that time immediately and yeah. it's wide open yeah yeah i will say this i mean i think the decision making so stetson last year right got criticized a lot uh, even Kirby would s- allude to this uh, when talking about sets and uh, around his decision making. Right, he, Kirby said multiple times he's got to he's got to make better decisions. But I like the aggressiveness. I think this year, uh, what's changed is he's making overall making better decisions, but he's still being aggressive. And so when you put those two together, it's like, all right, you can live with that. You can live with a good decision that's, you know, aggressive and it may not turn out exactly right, but um, the bad, the bad aggressive decision is like the, is the tough part. I, this is Graham was talking about this earlier in the show, but man, the, the goal line, the calls on the goal line, that call right there, uh, we had Dejan Edwards trying to stretch it out to the numbers. Um, that was the, that zone scheme so. getting blown up. Yeah, just they just up. got to the outside shoulder pad and yeah. blew right through it. And they did a great job. You know, Graham wrote about this shooting gaps and just yeah. they would yeah. read it and just shoot to the outside. Yeah. And maybe our guys are so big. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a disadvantage, but I, th- yeah. I think they're athletic. Like I know, especially Broderick Jones, like that dude can yeah. move, but I don't yeah. know if that. And Darnell, finally. Yeah, this was a great, great play. I've been wanting to got. score. Uh, yeah. I okay, wish here, he scored a lot more, but I'm and, glad he finally got one. Craig, we talked about this. It's 13, 14, whatever it is. This is what we all dreamed of <laughs> yeah, when we yeah. got dealt. Because I, I was at this point, I'm not going to lie, a little tipsy, a little relaxed, did not see number four come in the game there. Uh, and uh, 13 personnel. 13 personnel, and Dell yep. comes over here. And look, and, and I think it was Georgia on tap. No, no, it was uh, Craig, uh, my Chris Caruth or whatever. He says, oh, he faked everybody oh, out. No, you got lose. But he faked right. Bennett out. He's he Bennett is locked on Bowers, and then and then he's like, oh okay, guys, there, 
There's an update. So Drew Sheehan, number 85, is on the other end of that line. This is actually 14 personnel. That's You're what running. I was saying. Yeah. We got, four, we got four tight ends on this play. Yeah. Yeah, no, you get, you love it because Brock Bowers, you know, you get Brock Bowers up at fullback, and then you're in a situation where if they're shooting the gaps, I mean, that's why Darnell gets so wide open. It's your, is he an eligible guy. receiver right there? Uh, Sheehan is uh, – uh, that's a good question. I don't I don't think Sheehan – I think you've got a tearaway jersey on. You're not actually eligible just because <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. I don't know the answer to that question, but – but yeah, he's but on the end got, of the line, so you, he he's not covered he, up. Yeah, so if he he's not covered eligible. up, he should be eligible. Yeah, yeah. But you got yeah, you got Bowers, Sheehan, Darnell Washington, and Oscar Delp all in the game. Fourteen, make a new 14. hat. <laughs> I got I got to get rid of the ones I got. <laughs> awesome, cool. Game over. Yeah. Do we want to watch any more of this? Or no, we, I think we're, we're good. I think the okay. only you know the only other shout out I'll give is uh, I loved seeing uh, Kendall Milton get that run at the end of the game. I mean, guys had yes. ups and downs, roller coaster, but that was a great run where he cut it up. Yeah. And that's going to be good yeah. for depth potentially. I mean, we only have yeah. three scholarship running backs healthy without him. Yeah, there was, and yeah. he is a guy that, um, you know. He yeah. can take punishment and, yeah. and pick up tough yardage. And I yeah, mean, this was yeah. a night blocked well. He didn't really get yeah. touched, but he hit the hole. Yeah, it was a nice run that cutting it back up. This vision right here is what he's missed sometimes where you come and you got that little crease right here. And there have been this times. Reminds me of Samir White a little bit where he's exactly. kind of looking like, yeah. oh, shoot, there's no, yes, I'm going to score. Yeah, you got that bend, right? I mean, he's <laughs> this bend is what he's been missing sometimes where he'll he'll run it a little bit wide and end up having, you know, four or five yard gain versus what it ends up being. And and McConkey's making a play out there that, you yeah, know, if he yeah. if he they may not have spun a little way. bit, but I grab a little jersey, but that's all right. You're not Rubin's oh. racing. Yeah, there Mike Mike Leach probably has some thoughts on it, but uh <laughs> alligator arms, but, man. All right, guys. Let's let's talk. Uh, what? Any initial thoughts on Kentucky? Well, they're coming off a terrible loss, and I don't know what to make about that. But that is a a loss from a team who was preseason top ten, I believe. Yeah, and they uh, lost to Vanderbilt. They yeah, were they were they were expected to do a lot better than what they're doing right now. Yeah. They beat Florida early, which was a big win, and it seems like the wheels have kind of come off. I don't. You know, Will Levis yeah. had high expectations, and uh, yeah. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, they dropped four of their last six. They just – Vanderbilt had a 26-game SEC losing streak that they just broke against Kentucky at Kentucky at the uh, – And it didn't look fluky either to me. I mean, it wasn't like there no. was just pick sixes and, and crazy stuff happened. I mean, it looked like for the most part Vanderbilt lined up if, and if played you, SEC football and won. Yeah. If you had the prop belt, the prop bet COVID nineteen or Vandy winning, because um, <laughs> that was the last win was pre COVID, so there was, was no pre COVID. Pre COVID, and they did it with their backup quarterback. Wright started yeah. at the beginning of the year, and then Swan yeah. got hurt, and Wright's more of a running guy, yeah. and he did run for one hundred twenty six yards and a touchdown. But he also passed for one hundred eighty four. And a touchdown. And that, I mean, that to me, I almost took Kentucky in the last minute. I decided not to. I was like, at home against Vanderbilt, they should cover. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad I, I did not take that one. Will Levis had 100 yards passing. Uh, he was less than 50%. Uh, yeah. QBR of 15.5. So if if you lost your prize pit, prize picks funds there you can reload with code dog central if you had will levis over 240 yards Man. <laughs> if you had under you may not need the code dog central on prize picks <laughs> yeah. yeah my only concern you know kirby kirby smart mentioned this right i mean kentucky historically has been one of the most physical games that georgia plays every year it's going to be cold um their defense is is you know it's not great but it's also only allowing i think 22 points a game um their offense is 92nd versus fbs teams which is only scoring 
22. I think they're allowing 22.2 and they're scoring 22.4. So it's, a, <laughs> it's basically basically well, averaging a tie every game. The the pundits, talking heads, Will Levis, first round quarterback kind of thing are taking some hits right now. But uh, they lost a lot of not only of the offensive weapons, uh, but a lot of their offensive line. It's easy to see how that combination of yeah you've got a good quarterback you've got chris rodriguez who didn't play in the first four games i mean it's just like it was it you could see that it was possibly going to go sideways for for uh, uh kentucky and and it definitely has uh i watched that kentucky game i'm sorry i watched that vandy game there was there was no juice in the stadium whatsoever it was cold wet dark and noon kick and i'm wondering if that if it could be a Georgia takeover again on Saturday oh, at three yeah. thirty, well, I know a lot of uh, Georgia fans that are heading up to uh, heading up to Lexington um, to take in a game at the world's largest outdoor Kroger. Um, <laughs> Never heard that. Did you just come yeah, up with that? The, it's the that WLOK guys, uh, world's largest outdoor Kroger. Uh, That's a home and home for that. Yeah, sorry, exactly. I haven't set uh, foot in a Kroger all week. By the way, only Publix. Until Saturday, <laughs> Publix until until Saturday night. Oh, it's Publix yeah. only. But then after um, that, I got to get my Kroger Plus points back. Sorry. Yeah, Craig, we're gonna so we're gonna have some some write ups. We'll have some more analysis on the on the Kentucky game. Do you have a uh, an early lean on a score? I could just throwing something out there. Yeah, I mean Georgia. What I'm looking at the line is negative twenty two and a half. Yes. Um, and I don't know what the over-under is, but I, I could see Georgia. I mean, at this point, it just depends on if Kentucky's going to give up or not. What, what are you going to do after that Vanderbilt game? I know Kentucky has good players. I have a lot of respect for Mark Stoops. But it would not surprise me if, if Georgia – now, if they get into the, to the 30s and 40s and Kentucky's getting shut out, we know Kirby will shut it down. Yeah. Um, but I, I – I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to say 31 to three. 31 to three. All right, Josh, you got any early any early leans? Uh, definitely laying the points with Georgia. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I predict going to shut out. I love this defense. It's coming together every game. They seem to play better and better, despite giving up a couple of those uh, a couple drives on Mississippi State. I still believe in it. I don't. They don't pass the ball downfield a lot. Uh, I just don't see any explosive plays. I mean, if they do, it's going to be, you know, Chris Rodriguez coming through. I just I mean, I, I like Craig's 31 to three, but I'm going to still say that Georgia's offense gets rolling a little bit, shows off on CBS and hangs a, a 40 spot on. I'm going to say 42, 10, 42, 10. All right. The, the, the total is 49. Um, the over under. And so, yeah, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. My, my question is, does Kirby shut it down? So not does, not does, you know, my question is, does Georgia jump out to a lead and then Kirby uh, uh, decides to go on, you know, the Kirby death marches and, and halt, sit on the ball a little bit um, and get out of there healthy um, but I, but I do think Georgia's probably going to show out a little bit. I'm going to split the middle with y'all, and I think I'm I'm going to go uh, a 38-10 kind of game is what I'm leaning on. Um, I think it could easily be. I think Georgia could easily shut out Kentucky. Um, I think Kentucky could also have some fight. Um, I mean, you know, it's a Mark Stoops team. It's at home. You just lost to Vandy, and um, but I just don't think. I mean, Kentucky doesn't have the doesn't have the firepower to hang. So whatever that number Rodriguez. is. It's gonna be, Rod it's gonna be large. Yeah, Rodriguez went for 162 yards and two touchdowns in the loss to Vanderbilt. Yeah, and I just don't think that Kentucky is built for him to do that against Georgia. Correct. And it and if Will Levis doesn't become first round draft pick, Will Levis that people still don't want to admit that they were wrong on, <laughs> then I think they're going to have a really tough time moving the ball yeah. up and down the field. Yeah, I mean Levis has not had. There's not a game you can point to this year and say this is the Will Levis that everyone was expecting. It's not like he's been a situation where it's like, oh, there he is. It's like he hasn't been that guy at any point this season. 
Um, even against Florida, when they when they won the when they won that Florida game early, he didn't play great. Um, and so, yeah, I agree. I don't. I I think it's going to be things going to get pretty ugly. All right. Yeah, I was checking. Uh, actually, I was checking to see if it was Senior Day just to see if there would be some sort of juice. It's not. They've got Louisville home the next week. Um, you know, you're looking at this schedule as a, as a, as a Kentucky fan and all the hype leading up to it, and you had down the stretch a, a Tennessee team that you thought you could match up with Missouri, Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Louisville. You think you you know you got a chance to make some hay, and they're they're getting destroyed by Tennessee. They lost to Vanderbilt and barely, barely, barely got a win against uh, Missouri. So yeah, that's okay. Team, Missouri good. Yeah, it may not have a lot of fight in it. Hey, Sorry, that, a, that was a four point win against Missouri is good. So Missouri, Missouri is a good team, guys. Uh, <laughs> underrated playing um, in Columbia. Yeah, it's it's one of the toughest places to play. Just just ask uh, the Georgia football team. One of the, right, one of the any, best four win teams in the country. Yeah, awesome. Well, this has been great, guys. Um, been exciting. Any any parting thoughts? that we have uh, going into Kentucky or anything else. We didn't talk about the CFP. We teased that we were going to talk about that. Uh, We've been I talking about it plenty on Twitter. If Georgia cool. wins, I think they're a lock to get in. I, I got into it on Twitter with people today who didn't understand what a lock was, but a lock means definitely getting in. <laughs> yeah. And so I, yeah. I think they're a lock to get in. And if you're watching this, that's what a lock is. It's a difference <laughs> between probably and a lock. <laughs> I think – uh, I think Tennessee fans think they're a lock. I think they're very confused on what a lock. All right, all right, all right. real quick, real quick. I know right. uh, Craig's battery's dying. We're trying to wrap it up. We're right at an hour. You've got a hundred bucks to pick the number four seed. Who is it? Man, if it's my money, I might pick Tennessee. I don't. I don't want them to get in, not because I fear them, but because I just don't think they've struggled it's, enough. It's five more weeks yeah. of vol Twitter. It's, yeah, and if they get in, that's going to be – even if they get blown out, they're just all going to talk about all offseason, and I would too if I were them. I don't blame them. Uh, yeah. But I might put my money on them just because – but I don't know. I mean, yeah, is, is TCU going to win out? Is USC going to win out? Are they going to put an ACC one loss champion ahead? Yeah. That's a that's a good question. Well, if, t- if TCU wins out, they're not going to be the – I think uh, TCU is either the three or they're out. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead – listen, I'm going to go ahead and say it, and y'all – I'm – Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna screen capture this and post At it on John Twitter. Tweet Sports. Absolutely, but I do. Th- I think if you if I think USC is gonna win out, and I think they're gonna get in. I think they're gonna get the fourth spot. Um, I do, oh, man. man. I do, and I and I think the I think the LA market. I think the brand from that committee. I think that's what's gonna happen. Um, is the UCLA was, game gonna be sold out? Probably not. No, I think it will be by USC fans. But yeah, maybe. No, but no, it's a, it's a but, home game. It's yeah, like Vander, but it's I like do, Nashville. Yeah, if I had a hundred dollars, I would probably put it on Tennessee. I think that's probably you know like that's probably a safer bet if you're betting. But my gut tells me from watching how this thing is going down and watching that those Pac-12 defenses and watching Caleb Williams like yelling at his team on the sideline last week <laughs> like when they were playing Colorado like I, I think that team I think that team has a terrible defense but I think they're going to outscore everybody they play and I think that committee uh, I, I, is going to put them in. I, I think they can get into the the, the Pac-12 championship game but I think they're going to face uh, a team it would I, I guess it's going to be I'm Oregon, or Oregon yeah and I think Oregon can you know, Dan Lanning is a defensive coach. He, he's going to fix some stuff, and I just don't think they. I, I just don't think they I mean, can get through Oregon. I hope again. he fixes it soon. Oregon has and, the 107th passing defense in America. So, yeah, and Notre Dame is their yeah. last game after UCLA, and yeah. they've kind of yeah. rebounded and proved to not yeah. be such slouch. I mean, they, that's the only well, loss for North Carolina and Clemson. Well, because I've said it, it means USC is going to lose this weekend and be you out, jinxed so. it, man. That's why. I, that's why I said Tennessee because now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put your money on Tennessee. Uh, but, I don't fear uh, them. I don't think they'll beat Georgia. I just don't want them to get in because, God, they won't shut up about it. And I wouldn't either. No. I tricked right. you. I you Since you asked, it's Ohio State. They're gonna, Michigan's going to win. Oh, gosh. 
and you know that hey Ohio State Ohio State Georgia first round at Mercedes Benz. I just made that up actually, but I do think I do think Michigan's. I think Michigan is gonna. I I just think that the red zone defense, or excuse me, the red zone offense for Ohio State is problematic. I think that Michigan's got a good enough defense. I was down on them. I I kind of like snickered when Graham picked them to go to win the yeah. Big Ten uh, preseason, and here they are. I think they're actually the more complete team. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I think Ohio State, I mean, it, it'd be – all right, so all right, and one more. Sorry, I, I'm having fun. I haven't talked to you guys in a minute. All right, Ohio State or Tennessee, who who would you put in if TCU uh, wins if, out? If Tennessee wins out and Ohio State has one loss to Michigan, mm-hmm. so they're both one-loss teams, mm-hmm. I mean, that's easy. Ohio State. All right. Tennessee's going to have the better resume, but if you're talking about like a – please. Tennessee's resume is they gave up 900 yards to Alabama, and Alabama missed a field goal to win the game and should have won that game. So it had 17 penalties, and Tennessee still had to kick a field goal to win the game after Alabama missed it. LSU at 11 a.m. at home, a brunch on the bayou – then they're, they're well, trying to Brian count. Kelly early in his first year, and I think they caught Alabama yeah. kind of on a down year. But I'm they're, just saying that the committee doesn't know that they don't watch. They don't watch no. these games. You're, <laughs> Craig, Craig, you're exactly right. I was just trying to razz Tennessee. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, I'm razzing Tennessee. No, okay. you're right. Tennessee has the better resume. All right. Before we go, last okay. for real, CFP uh, committee <laughs> members free membership dogcentral.com. Uh, you know, so just hit up. You don't John have to watch the games. We'll write it up. You don't have to watch the games. We'll DM me, committee members, Boo Corrigan and company, uh, Boo <laughs> and the boys, and I guess gals maybe too. Get in my DMs. We'll give you a free membership, dogcentral.com. We'll tell you who you should put in. We'll do the analysis for you. You don't have to watch the games. You don't watch them anyway. You have some staffer like doing some analysis for you now. We know. Just let us do it for you. We'll help you out. Yeah, George. Absolutely. All right. Thank TCU, Clemson, North Carolina. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Can Kansas State make it back into the playoff? Because I would love for Georgia to play Kansas State in the first round. They got some good losses. Yeah, some good losses, and they yeah. got a they they. You meant Georgia needs Georgia needs Kansas State and uh, and Utah. In the playoffs, that's who we need. Play Kansas State in the first round, Utah in the Natty. Let's let's make that happen. Utah's good, man. They want right. to be Florida on the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. See y'all. Hey, Kyrus Jackson right. at sixty-nine yards. Nice. Love you guys. <laughs>